The Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Fansided. Party on, Raleigh, and party on, Kevin. Hey! Dogs of War, Dogs of War podcast. Cleveland Browns. It's the offseason. It's time to talk brown stuff with your excellent co-host, Raleigh. And with him, as always, is equally excellent co-host, Kevin. Browns confirmed, Raleigh. Browns confirmed Kevin. Dogs of War! Okay. <laughs> we rolling? Uh, yeah, we've been recording. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Did you get the part where we're talking about? Yeah, but we're not going to cut that part out. Okay. Um, well, welcome welcome back. back to the Dogs of War! <laughs> Podcast. You're supposed oh, to save. You're, join you're supposed to save the third, fourth syllable of "Dog of War." I don't know how many syllables that in. Well, you anyway. said "Dogs of War." I thought I was supposed to say "podcast." So, welcome back to the "Dogs of War" podcast. Happy? Yes, yes, I am. I was talking to Zabo actually. So oh, I'm your host Raleigh, along with my beloved equal co-host. I'm your other host Kevin, and our third co-host, honorary co-host Ryan Zabo of Zabo Apparel Company. Long time overdue. If you've ever listened to even five seconds of this podcast, you know that uh, every intro to the podcast has been about Zabo Apparel Company, and that's scaboapparel.com. So, BZ, thank you for joining us, sir. Brian Zabo, obviously the owner and founder of Zabo Apparel Company, and it's great to have you on. Thanks for having me, guys. How'd you come up with the name Zabo Apparel Company? <laughs> it, I regret it so badly. I mean, it's horrible because uh, uh, I didn't know it would be turn into a full-time thing or whatever and i just cheesed it and used my last name and there's so many way cooler names because nobody can pronounce it they are like how do you say that sizabo and, you know, <laughs> no way I, I think zabo i think zabo is a great name zabo apparel company that's yeah. something different i, I say c sack sack up baby let's go yeah <laughs> that that was actually my brother suggested that uh sack like sack apparel but i'm like yeah we'll, we'll probably just stick with the last name so one thing I always say when we read the ad for Zabo Apparel Company, and for those of you who have also listened to this, you know that Mr. Zabo was instrumental with a lot of the stuff with Tom Seipel. He's done a lot of stuff with other players, current and past. We'll get into that. But I want to talk about the one thing that I like that Zabo does. Right? All right. Zabo being the company. not I'm not talking to you in like third person. Um, he is the company. You are a military. You are a military veteran, and you have a really sick military clothing line. Can you talk a little bit about your military background um, and the inspiration for just keeping that going in the store? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was in the Marine Corps, um, and the whole military line. I actually started uh, talks with a, a buddy of mine. It was his idea first. He wanted to start a full-on military clothing line before I started what I've got now. And he couldn't go 100, you know, he had another job, couldn't go 100% into it. So he was also a veteran. We had another guy that was a veteran. So we had kind of three branches involved there. Um, but that's where the military line came from. I had a couple of ideas left over. I want to expand on it eventually, but it's just the way things go with uh, the Cleveland stuff. There's just so much work now. It, it's hard to find time with just there's just me and another person working here so we get stretched pretty thin but eventually i want to expand it more and this isn't a knock on you but one, when we went you and i we all went to the uh, last game last home game of the year against pittsburgh you were there with us and cycle and everyone you and i had a quick sidebar 
I asked you, and this is no knock on you because I don't expect many people can do this. I can barely write my own name if we're being honest here. I asked who designs all your shirts and you said you design all the shirts and you are the graphic genius behind all of this. Um, that blew me away. Number one, because, and again, I, I am not surprised, but I usually people have like graph, they're, they're the ideas and then they have to cross design it. But I mean, I'm Raleigh and I are wearing your shirts right now. You got one on, you have some of the most unique Cleveland gear. All, all your shirts are unique and just wildly creative. When did you start drawing, making graphics? I, I don't even know how to talk about it. I, I started as a kid. I, I used to, I, I always wanted to be a comic book artist. So I was always kind of in my room drawing and sketching and stuff like that. And I never had a chance to do anything with art, um, you know, after the military, which was my plans. But, you know, life takes over. So I ended up working at the city uh, in the sewer plant, which was a learning experience and very exciting. And I just had this opportunity um, to do some artwork for some shirts for fundraising for the local schools, uh, sports programs around here. So that's how I kind of gravitated towards the T-shirt thing. And it would I just found it was an outlet to do something creative. And it, it's and it's so much fun. There's so many good companies in Cleveland. It's a unique T-shirt town. I mean, everybody's doing different stuff, and it's just a very fun market. Um, it's for me, it's not a competitive thing because you see things other people are doing. And you're like, oh, man, that's cool. And it, it, it's all based out of love for the sport, for the teams, which is right up my alley. So I, I just, it's something yeah, I just really love to do. And that's a good point when you say that, because there's all, we've said this a thousand times on this podcast and elsewhere. Cleveland has the best merch of any sports city there is. I mean, you just can't get more creative, unique different shirts and gear for all of our teams, uh, even not the teams, just the cities and the military stuff that you do as well. So when it comes to all these different t-shirt companies in Cleveland, like you just said, I feel like you guys all have your own lane, your own niche, your own style, which makes it all like, of course, everything, everything's competition for everyone. But, you know, I feel like people in Cleveland, they're not just like, I'm only going to wear this company, not this company. Like, right. if you go anywhere, you're going to see a mix. I own, I mean, predominantly Zabo, of course. Let's just keep it real. But I own shirts from every, you know, Cleveland teacher manufacturer. Because that's just, you just got to be well-rounded, of course. But can you talk about the first time that you saw a random stranger wearing one of your shirts, like at a game or a public or something? Yeah, it was actually a bunch of a bunch of dudes from Canada. Um, they there was a whole group of them that I met. They they come down every year, and I'm walking uh, walking to the bathroom or get a beer or something. And there's this whole group of guys wearing my shirts. And I'm like, get the, get out of here! I was like, oh, that's a cool shirt. And he saw mine. He's like, yeah, that's a cool one. And he's like, we got it from this place. I'm like, yeah, I know, I made it. And he's like, oh no, and we, you know, it out. <laughs> that's and, awesome. Before yeah, COVID. There's all kinds of Browns fans in Canada. It's awesome. And he said, yeah, they have this huge group every year. They come down from the game. Yeah, pre-COVID. Um, so that was actually the first time. It was just kind of surreal because I, I just, I do it, for, yeah, I started doing it for fun. And I'm the small guy in the city that, you know, everybody else is a much bigger company. So to see somebody actually wearing it, I was like, whoa, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but one thing you have in my outside observation and opinion is that you have that far west side market with all the different schools i know you guys do like vermilion amherst stuff that no one else can touch or will touch um so that's awesome and your store granted my entire family's been in that store except me at this point now in vermilion you guys have so many different 
designs and t-shirts and hats and sweatshirts. And my favorite thing about Zabo, besides the designs and the story of how you guys started it from scratch, is you guys are the most reasonably priced merch gear store in Cleveland. And I challenge anyone to, to beat me out on that. That was something that I really, that, that came from the youth sports, um, because co- when you when you coach these kids, which, you know, I was coaching in the youth program too, and in the middle school, you see all the stuff the parents have to pay for, and if they're multi, multi-sport athletes, it adds up, and uh, so I wanted to kind of keep the prices affordable, and I, it just, and I'm not knocking anybody else's price by any means, by any means, because it's all worth it, but uh for me, I, the way I have it worked out, because we print everything in-house, I'm able to you know, keep things maybe a little lower than some, um, which might bite me in the ass eventually, but uh, it's working out so well so far. I was going to say, why don't you just jack your prices up and boom, <laughs> we got that yacht money. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but yes, take care of the multifamily athletes or multi-sport athlete families. Good for you. He's a philanthropist, a Marine shirt guy and a fan and my friend how many people come up to you and say i would love to start a shirt company how do i do it is that a common question you get like on instagram or just in person in the store or just out in public um and it's pretty it's pretty awesome because here in vermilion it's a small community um but it's a tourist town so there's you get a lot of traffic in the summer but since I opened the shop, I've had a number of young guys come in and say, hey, I'm looking to do this. I'm looking to do that. Um, one guy in particular, had he had incredible artist, And uh, I, I said, hey, why don't you come in? We'll sit down and talk. I'll show you everything that I've learned, which is not a whole lot because we're still fairly new. Um, but I love that part of it because to see the passion in somebody else's eyes and I didn't know what I was doing, and you kind of learn from your own mistakes. So the little bit of knowledge that I had, I'm, it's my favorite thing is to pass it on to a, a young kid with a dream because, I mean, it's a great market to get into. And uh, just being able to help somebody like that to find something fun to do is pretty pretty awesome. Tell us how you got uh, connected with Joe Schobert. <laughs> uh actually i believe that was from you uh initially you're well that's uh, such a that's such a t i <laughs> sorry that's unbelievable what a uh, tea up, but keep going <laughs> oh. i think you had asked me uh if i was going to do a shirt for him and i said i didn't want to jinx him and you had megan on the your podcast and i think you ran it by her and then she contacted me and i said yeah i would absolutely love to and uh so I came up with a design and shot it off to them, and they liked it. And, uh, and yeah, that's not on the team anymore. Why don't you elaborate a little yeah. bit more on what the shirts were? Uh, it was uh, it said "Show Up" because I just it, for whatever reason it just came came to me like his name, the play on the words, and that was a dude that always showed up to work hard. I mean, he was mm-hmm. just a good dude, and you know, put everything he had into this town. So it just kind of seemed like a natural fit. So I see H O. I love it. And then, and then he, you made the shirts that he then gave out at his youth football camp for all the campers. Uh, yes, yes. It was one of the shirts that he passed That's out. Awesome. Yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. That was my, uh, yeah, that was at that point the highlight of every, and I was, still, I think it was my first, first year that I was open. So that was pretty, I was completely shocked. I'm like, does he know? Like, I'm just this little tiny shop in Vermillion. Like, there's way bigger companies out there. You no, can but you say, you say tiny. I mean, you see people that try to start t-shirt companies or apparel companies, and they're working out of their living rooms for five years, if they even make it that far. You're a few years into the game, right? 
and yeah. you have a huge storefront, and you're doing stuff with players, which is awesome. And we're big yeah. Schobert, we're big Megan and Joe Schobert people on this podcast, even though they're in Jacksonville. So, shouts to them. Yeah, they're great people. And let's talk about some pints and punts. Punts. And yeah, punts. we'll get into the, the the current player, who may or may not be avoiding this podcast. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I do. We do the fundraising shirts for the Wounded Warriors Project with Jamie Gillen. Gillen. Uh, he donates all the proceeds from that. Um, his dad is a uh, currently serving in the military overseas, and uh, so he's a big supporter of the military. And he wanted to do something uh, to raise money for the troops. So the Wounded Warrior Project was the uh, charity that he picked out, and it's been going pretty well. I mean, he's just such a I mean, he's got such an incredible story himself. It, it's, you know, for a, a, a guy like that to be selfless like he is with so many things, it, it's been it's been incredible. And, he, and he's, he's like a genuinely good guy, so that makes it a lot, a, a lot of fun. Is his dad the Royal Air Force? Yes. Wow. Dang. And Sick. so every shirt you sell. Sick knowledge, Raleigh. Sick knowledge. Good Lord. <laughs> We're talking about the Scottish Hammer, for those of you that are uh, not familiar with the name, Jamie Gillian. I feel like some people actually still might not know his real name. Uh, it's a minority, but what? So every single shirt sold, and for, I know you guys can't see this on video, but I'm wearing one of the Scottish Hammer shirts. Uh, Zabel's wearing another one, and there's one more. So every shirt, Raleigh's wearing a Zabel shirt, but not a Jamie Gillian shirt. So every Jamie shirt, shirt that's bought from Zabo, a portion of that goes to Wounded Warriors, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah, See, you can support the Browns and America at the same time, folks. ZaboApparel.com. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Brown stuff. Ooh. Uh, guess what just got released yesterday? Was it yesterday? Something like that. The yeah. schedule finally. Hey, this week's been such a blur. Me and Kate are moving to the apartment below us, which is you're moving when are you moving, Kevin? I am moving July 1st for, let's just make sure everyone knows we're both staying in Chicago, but I would not wish moving on my worst enemy. It's Dude. the worst thing in the world. Dude, uh, for those of you that are listening that are under 18, they do not tell you about moving as an adult <laughs> or like what to expect as an adult. And it also sucks because there's no solution for it. It just sucks ass. One good thing I do... I love purging when moving. That's true. I mean, I just dumped five large black garbage bags of clothes and shoes to like the Goodwill. I'm going to do probably, I'm going to clean all my closets, just, just throw away a ton of junk or donate a bunch of junk. So that's the good thing about moving, but there's nothing worse. It's horrible. I have to look at like 10 apartments in the next 36 hours, but you know what? Uh, there's people with a lot worse problems than this, but it's still annoying and I'm just venting about it. So, oh, Hey, other breaking news. Speaking of breaking news, uh, the CDC came out today, and apparently we don't have to wear masks anymore. Hey, yeah. we did it. Um, in Ohio, it's as of June 2nd, and there's a lottery. The million dollars a week is incredible. DeWine yeah. wants people to get that vax. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's been the butt of many jokes in the store today, people coming in talking about it. It's like, yeah, we get the uh, get rid of the mask, and we might win some money if we get a shot. It's like, oh, okay. it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Wait, that means we can't we can't plug the Zabo apparel mask that I've been wearing regularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I still think well, you got to wear them in, in hospitals, and a lot of places will still like private or probably still say mask. 
But and I, I still think moving forward, I think airplanes and like trains and maybe buses, I think we'll see a lot of people for the foreseeable future, if not maybe permanently, masking up when they're there and during flu season. Airplanes are the safest spots of all for what I But but I nothing I just okay. Airplanes, O'Hare Airport are my enemy, my worst library. That's where common sense goes to die is when you're in an airport or you're boarding or deboarding a plane. I feel, and I do it with headphones, I, I do not ever want to talk to somebody random on an airplane. I Unless like Kendall Jenner sits down next to me, then we'll chat. Shout out Kendall if you're listening. But the, the random people who want to talk to strangers on airplanes, I am not about that life at all. I think you should be thrown in jail for that. That's my personal opinion that I can vent on my platform, our platform. So what I'm getting at before we go into the schedule is that I hope that by wearing a mask on an airplane, it will deter people from wanting to talk to you randomly. That's oh, I'm, I'm the total opposite of that. I got my Browns <laughs> cover on my phone, and people are like, oh. Brown's looking pretty good this year, and I will talk their goddamn ears off. That's different. That's different. That, I mean, when you find a mutual bond like that, I'm a t- when people just go, oh, you know, where are you going? And why long you stay? Like, uh, sorry. Well, we're, going to, we're on the same plane. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, now it's like such a different conversation because we're good. So you can see yeah. it's, it's kind of like – being the little kid at school and you're getting picked on your whole life, and then all of a sudden, like you hit that growth spurt and you're not now you're jacked, and everybody's like, "Oh, hey, bro, how's this going?" Like instead of like, "Oh, you guys suck," it's like they come in and start talking about football. Oh, you're a Browns fan, and it's like, "Oh, you're a Browns fan." Yeah, you're, you're damn right. I'm a Browns. You're damn right, I am. <laughs> oh yeah. I, my I told my I got a quick story. My best buddy, I watched him growing up our whole lives pick on his brother, who's like know, four years younger than us. He was always a little twerp, little pipsqueak kid. And I told my buddy, I'm like, this, he's going to grow up and be four times your size and beat the hell out of you. He's like, yeah, you're an idiot. A uh, few years ago, or I should say like high school, college, he hit a very large growth spurt. He's now in, this, in the military as well. He's about twice the size as my buddy now. And so it's great to say, hey, I told you so. So, yes, spot on comparison. And another good segue by Zabel and you, Raleigh, into the schedule talk is because we are finally good. I have never cared or waited this long for a schedule to come out. Yay, yeah. nay? I, like... I, Both of you, first with, reactions. First reactions, Zabel first. I started picking out the games that I was going to reasonably go to. The first thing I did when I heard about the uh, Christmas game was shoot my wife a text saying, hey, I got plans <laughs> on Christmas. And she said, ha-ha, very funny. And I just replied with the smiley emoji. I'm like, there, it's on record. I already told her, so now we're good. Now she can't say I didn't tell her, but now she shut that one down right away. But it was like, I don't care who we play because I know we're competitive in every game now. I mean, that's just – and it was kind of – Let's let's rev it back with a couple of knock on woods, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I continue. Sorry. But uh, I I mean, seeing how – I kind of – Everybody kind of expected it would be the Chiefs the first week, so that didn't. That was kind of like, a, oh yeah, of course we are, which I, I think is pretty going to be pretty exciting. So, question for you off that before Raleigh goes, we all knew it was going to be the Chiefs the first week, so everyone thought. Did when it finally actually became reality, did that change your opinion or your expectations for that first week at all? No, that one bit. I mean, it didn't matter who it was. I mean, I. I mean, we, we've had some weird schedule choices. We, we, you know, early in the season, the last couple of years, it seems like we get these weird games throughout. But 
so that just kind of made sense. But the way I looked at it is like, okay, we played the game we did against them last year with injuries, you know, so many guys out, and we should have should have won that game. Now we're going in there. They have no film on the defense we're going to run, and we've added so much talent to that side of the ball. I mean, I, I think the ball's in our court because they're, by and large, the same team. You know, they've added so, you know, an offensive lineman and stuff like that, but the book's out on them, and they're good. But I think that gives us the element of surprise, you know, going in there with a, this on paper right now, what is a sick defense. Yep. So, I mean, if we were that close last time, just logically, I mean, I think it's going to be a much, much better game for us. That's, I had my opinion. You might have just changed my mind, but I guess I'll go back to my original thought. That's a huge. I mean, the revenge game component is huge. They don't have the film out on us. I will say, I mean, uh, Mahomes was out of that game for was like a quarter with like a yeah. freak uh, with the freak injury. So it's like, well, yeah, you never wish injuries upon people, but them not having Mahomes that helps. Um, that yeah. helps keep it close. When I saw the Chiefs opening game, I personally was kind of pissed. Uh, I don't know if that's if I'm in the minority in that, but I'm like, God bless it. Can we please just have one layup of an opening game where we just roll? I mean, because uh, Kevin was saying this. Um, this might be what your take will be, Kevin. We could get our asses kicked. We could kick their ass. It could be a close game. Whatever it is, the first week, it doesn't really matter. That's probably the game that matters the least. You could argue that the ass beating we obtained uh, against uh, Baltimore, they laid it down on us. That might have helped light a fire. Maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. I mean, these guys are professionals. But that first week, that sucked when you're looking forward to something for the whole year. And I'm like, I want to go to Kansas City, but I'm like, if I have to fly home after a close loss or an ass beating where we're on the the brunt side of that, I don't want to risk that. Like, can we just, can we open up against the Texans and just dominate them? God forbid we break the 30 game opening losing streak that we're on with a minimum heart attack. But that's like kind of the pessimist. How am I going to feel like, uh, and then, I, then we got to go to work the next day. So I'm not, and I'm not saying the Browns can't win it. They absolutely can win it. But the anxiety through that week leading up to it for me is going to be through the goddamn roof. You know, now that you say that about work the next day, it being a 425 game, 325 Chicago. Great that we're on national television. Of course, we'll have a few of those this year. The best thing about living in central time is that most games are the noon kickoff. You can go screw around and still pull yourself together for work on Monday morning. These late games are going to be a struggle. That's a side note. So, Raleigh, you guys both nailed it, hit it on the head. Pros and cons, you know, every single person for every single team, they're always going to say, oh, it's a, you're a much different team in week 10 than you are in week one. I just feel that win or lose – and. Granted, disclaimer, no one in Cleveland really cares about the national media people. That's a one good thing we have going for us. We really don't. But if we win, it's going to be, oh, they're getting used to their new, their new O-line, yada, yada. If we lose, it's going to be, you know, are, are the Browns real? Are they legit? It just It's going to be the dumbest stuff nationally one way or the other. But pros, like you said, Zabo, 
they don't have tape on this defense. We're going to have nine or maybe ten. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, maybe ten new starters on defense. Yeah. That's a lot. Eight? Anyway, a lot of new starters. And eight. Eight new starters. KC, they got a few new O-linemen or something. Like, that. this is the team we will see if we go to the AFC Championship. I'm knocking on wood. So that's where I see the motivation coming to our guys is if they win, hey, we came in after being together for only a few weeks and beat this team. And they're not really – yeah, every team gets – you know, they, they could get a lot better, of course, but they're not adding or remo- you know any personnel. Our team is going to be getting better, we hope. I mean, I, we have full faith that our – from what we've seen week after week after week with all these new players. So, yeah, I don't know, guys. We could talk about this for hours. I – I'm excited just to get the season kicked off that they wanted to see these two teams play that they're seeing us up on this level. Now, not saying we are better than the chiefs. Everyone relax, but yeah. What else stood out to you guys? What other game? We talked about the Packers on Christmas. I'm with, I'm with Zaba. I mean, I found that every time in years past, if I try to analyze a schedule and come up with the games that I think we're going to win and the games, I think we're going to lose. I am, consistently wrong or surprised and annoying about so I'm like why do I even think about it why do I even think about it I'm literally looking at this thing and determining all right which games can I reasonably go to and I Kevin you, you texted me about the flights from uh, Chicago to Minnesota yeah oh that could be it then we got this damn wedding that uh, one of Kate's good friends I'm like oh well you can go to it without me, and then we can not go to these other weddings and eh, call it even. She's like, yeah, well, it's also our anniversary weekend. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anniversary weekends. Anniversaries are a thing that I have never had to deal with up until this point. Yeah, Cleveland to Minnesota – or Cleveland. Chicago to Minnesota is like the cheapest flight. It's like 90 bucks round trip. That's why I looked at that one right away. The Packers – here's the thing. I've never been to Lambeau Christmas. Field. It's Christmas. That's number one, obviously. Yeah. I a lot of things, but obviously, who knows if Aaron Rodgers will be there? So does that affect if people want to go there or not? Number two or number three, wherever I'm at right now, Lambeau is always been the top of my list because they're just legit nice people. I mean, they the thing about going to Lambeau, from everyone I know has been there, is we'll walk through their Muni lot and they'll be inviting Browns people up to like drink with them and handing them beers. And afterwards, even if we lose at the bars, they're like, oh, good game, you know, great to have you in town. They're just hospitable people. Like when Ohio State plays Nebraska at Nebraska, same thing. So would Aaron, forget that it's not Christmas. Aaron Rodgers or not, would that still be one of the games you guys would want to go to? I, I would love to go. I've never seen the stadium. I would love to see a game yeah. there. Um, it's Christmas. That's... Uh, I got the old, well, we didn't have a Christmas <laughs> last year because of COVID. That was one of the first. Oh, man, think about that. Like, yeah. Uh, but I'm like, well, Christmas kind of happens every year. We don't always play the Packers on Christmas Day. So it's like, you know. Uh, well, but listen to, Go ahead. So um, this is this is all. If you got a, a quick little tidbit to give in, because I'm about to go on a rant. I'm going to educate this audience with some knowledge and experience and some wisdom i was just gonna ask if if your families or you uh consume alcohol on christmas day because the first thing i thought was oh boy this is going to turn up a little bit for christmas day for the first time in my life yeah yes continue really oh man i didn't even think about the concept of where i would be watching it if i didn't i'm like oh i gotta watch it <laughs> like i may be watching it with kate's family um yeah. 
So I have been to Lambeau. I went to the Packers uh, Patriots game on. It was like around Thanksgiving. I think it was the year where the Patriots beat the um, the Seahawks with the Marshawn Lynch lack of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like the number one game of the year. It was a shootout. It was awesome. The whole experience was awesome. We went to Milwaukee, which that city is awesome. Everyone is so nice. They all love booze, brats, and cheese. Nicest people in the world. Their accents are hilarious. But this is something that a lot of people don't realize about Green Bay. Green Bay is a community. It's not a city. There is no skyline. You drive up there, and it is a giant stadium and surrounded by a bunch of little houses. So it's like the majority of that, I I can't say this exactly, but that stadium gets filled every game, people all across the state. A ton of them are coming from Milwaukee. So it's almost like, imagine if the Cleveland Browns, if their fans were filled up every stadium, people making the two-hour drive from Columbus, like that's how committed they are. And I'm also like, we had a party bus, and we got hammered, and I know everybody else gets hammered there. How the hell are these people driving back home? So It's insane. I'm a like, lot of spotted cow. Yeah, and dude, so when I think about Christmas logistics, I'm like, okay, it's not like you just hop off a flight and you take a 30, 45-minute Uber to the stadium or something along the lines of that. It's like, no, you are in no man's land which yeah. is kind of sick and kind of adds to the merit of the trip. But I personally would love to go, but I'm probably not going to win that argument with my wife either. I, I can't see a situation in which I, yeah, I, I thought about it. No chance I go. What other games besides Green Bay, Christmas Day? I really wish we had a Thanksgiving night game. That's I want that more than Christmas or anything else, not playoff games, of course. What other games did you guys see in the schedule yesterday that piqued your interest, you have circled, you're worried about, not worried about? I will start off before I let you guys talk. I don't like the back-to-back Ravens games with the bye in between. I, I just, I don't know. There's pros and cons of that too, but I'll let you guys go. Yeah, so, yeah, that's they, they did the same bullshit with us uh, in the Steelers two two years ago. Yep, what was it Steelers? Uh, Steelers, Miami Steelers, or something? Yeah, uh, this I like that stretch because and here's the reason why and it kind of goes along with why i like the opening uh day game against the chiefs there's it's a culture thing if you look at how the season played out last year there was so much adversity hey you guys don't have a coach this week hey you guys don't have any wide receivers hey you know this hey guess what you get to play the steelers again next week in pittsburgh and they came out and they performed there's a, a difference in the culture in this team you can see they just have I don't want to say like a cliche, like a constant chip on their shoulder, but they are. It is. They're just like, I don't care what you throw in front of me. That's going to make us work harder. And that's the kind of cult, that's winning football culture right there. So against the Chiefs, I look at it like, bring it on. You know, that I'm I'm imagining as a fan, I'm seeing that's what their mentality is. Cool. We get them first. Let's get it out of the way. Knock these dudes off and go get the rest of the league. So for the Ravens, we already beat the Steelers two weeks in a row. I'm looking at this like, okay, we get to beat them the first time. Then they got to go play the Steelers, prepare for them. We're sitting there back there preparing for the Ravens again, healing up a little bit, then go get another crack at them. So I was talking about this with my brother. He's like, so how do you think it's going to go? He's like, 
well, we'll beat them the first time, and then we'll blow them out the second time because we have a whole week. Like, <laughs> That's yeah, so Cleveland. Good. We'd say that five years ago, though, too. During yeah, the, in I, the middle I, of the 0 16 season, we still would have said the same thing. We're yeah. just lunatics. Uh, games that I'm looking at, Kevin, as that I'm probably going to go to both. I'm circling uh, Browns at New England. Yeah. Um, and it just seems like that could be a, a cheap little, like, New England could suck this Keep year, flight. and that would be yeah. awesome. And if we just mauled them, and they're like, yeah. what, two and seven when we play them, I'm like, guess what? We beat the Patriots. That is sick. Yeah. <laughs> I would talk so much shit to every person in that city with their ridiculous accents and their undeserving sports bases for literally all teams. Um, and L.A. L.A. would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I think I got October 10th at the Chargers in that new stadium. They're the ones in the new stadium, right? I can't keep track of the L.A. teams, but that's the one I want to go to because L.A. in October, it's not quite cold yet, but it'll still be a nice reprieve from the Midwest. Green Bay, we already talked about that way too much. At Minnesota, maybe. but And here's the thing to not just us, but I want to tell all the listeners here, all 10 million of you, that I'm kidding. Hi, Mom and Mrs. Uh, Davis. For the first time in my life, man, you could argue the last couple of years too. We have a a non-zero chance of going far. I'm knocking in the playoffs, so part of me wants to not blow all this too early and maybe save up because you know, say we go a little deeper into the playoffs to maybe that last game of the year, I would spend an ungodly amount of money on that experience. So what do you think about that? I'm thinking that's wrong. You got to let it ride. I will go 10 grand in a credit card debt. If you can watch it, like when you like going to the Super Bowl. that's fair. I I would, I would, you're right. (laughs) It's, I didn't go to the, the, the year the Buckeyes won the first championship was at 2002, 2003. I went to the game where we beat the shit out of, who was it? Like San Jose state. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, yeah. Did I watch them beat the Hurricanes? Not in wherever the hell they played. Arizona, actually. Um, but I was a part of that winning culture when I watched them play San Jose State. So I like to think the same thing applies to if you go to uh, a couple of away games this year and the Super Bowl. And back to speaking of that, talking about culture, Zabel, you, you hit the nail on the head. The thing that I have liked the most, and I've said this now many times, it's so nice to have a mature adult organization for the first time ever, at least since you know we came back in 99. You got Baker texting the draft picks. You got Baker texting the new signees. You know, setting that standard right off, or the expectation right off the bat, right from the jump. Congratulations. We're happy to have you. There's a reason we picked you. You're going to help us, but... It's time to go to work. I think well, this isn't actually anything absurd observation. These guys take so much pride in the new culture that they've led, that they've formed. Baker, Miles, Jarvis, all these guys that came in and said, this is a shit show. Let's clean it up. And they did. And now they're, they're holding on to that so tight. And I've just never been so happy to see that we finally have a building with legit expectations and not just expectations, but consequences. If you don't perform, we've seen, I'm not going to throw any names out. We've seen, if you're not playing well, Stefanski will sit you for the week. 
That's what it is. And that's why I've always said before we the last few, my whole life, Belichick is one of my fa- is one of my favorite coaches of all times. So is our friend. Excuse me. Wow. So is the guy over at Pittsburgh, Tomlin. Those are my two favorite coaches of all time because if you suck, you are gone. If you cause any nonsense off the field, on the field, if you're a deep, whatever, you're gone. There's no time for bullshit. They're there. It's all business. And I think we're right there finally. That's my whole random rant. Back to you guys. Um, do you have anything to add to that, Zabo, before I ask a more fan-tiered question? Yeah, the, the, what you just said there, too, about uh, the way things are in that building. I don't know if you guys caught the last, uh, I think it was the very last, build, uh, Building the Browns on YouTube. Uh, not to interrupt you. Oh, I am so sorry. That is so well done. If you're not yeah. watching Building the Browns on YouTube, it's incredible. But sorry, continue. So, uh Two of the things you mentioned, like about people wanting to come here, uh, a couple of players that you know they had the videos of when they did announce they're coming to Cleveland to see the joy. I forget which player it was. I, um, Newsom. I, I say, uh, was it Newsom? There were two of them that had some pretty awesome reactions. One guy actually dropped his phone. Like they're on, they're showing the video, the Zoom meet call or whatever, as they're telling them he he's getting drafted, and he drops his phone, and you hear everybody in the background cheering because he's going to Cleveland. Like that was awesome, but then they showed the inside of the bu- of uh, the office building and the facility, and there's a big sign there that says "work," and you see it more than once. It just says "work" in big orange letters, and I'm that just gave me chills. I'm like, that's what football's about. Like that's what you know. You know what you're getting when you walk down those halls, and that j- that just gave me chills to know that's the culture now. It's n- none of this BS. Who cares what they're saying outside of it? We're going to come in and do our jobs. And, and it, everybody's bought into it, it seems like. Dude, did you guys see the uh, – I cannot remember the name of this documentary <laughs> to save my life. It was uh, Belichick, um, like Saban. I feel like Petten was there something. But old school Browns, like shortly before uh, the team uh. left. But just showing that organization with how grinded and how – they just grinded and were so committed. Like the they art of coaching, working, they were working their asses. At that, yes, they're working their asses off nonstop. Like underpaid interns, they're grinding too. <laughs> it's just so. I'm like, wow, yeah, that that franchise would leave. <laughs> but that was HBO. Yeah, the art of coaching. But we are back. So here's my question, and it's uh, kind of changing topics, but I have adult ADHD, and I'm very. Uh, what's the term? sporadic i'm seeking a therapist now so what's up anywho my sister i got my sister a chub jersey for christmas and oh, no she was in the uh drink she, she was no no i never got there i thought she got it she was uh <laughs> she was an officer candidate school in the military and she graduated she's in uh, flight school now shout out anna um nice. turns shout out, out anna very yeah big time shout out to anna so That's it awesome. was, it, yeah, it's great. We're proud of you, Anna. Thank you for your service. Um, the shirt never got there. The jersey never got there. And I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, okay, well, now should I get you a Chubb jersey um, again? Because he's on the last year of his rookie contract. And I'm trying to think, what is the safest jersey to get for her or for your? Because I also, I gave away my Miles Garrett jersey, and I need to reload myself. I got a sick discount code, by the way, because they felt bad. 
forty percent off if you guys want a jersey. Hit me up. <laughs> I got it. Good God. Um, but what jersey would you get that's a safe investment? Um, like a cool jersey to get. Zabel, you go first. I'm too superstitious. I couldn't. I couldn't buy another jersey. I have an old Leroy Hart jersey, and that's the last. One. I bought Peyton Hillis. I bought Ruben Jones. I bought Dante Whitner. And Hitner. I, mean, I got a Hitner too. <laughs> Wait, we talked about this on the on the episode last week uh, with Ricky, founder of uh, Random Acts of Kindness. That I saw several Ruben Jones jerseys at the draft yes. a few weeks ago. On top, it was amazing. For me personally. I would only if I'm buying another jersey, it's going to be Joe Thomas. Yeah, and second to that would possibly be Miles Garrett because we have him for it's guaranteed for many more years. Knock on wood again. But you know what? No, I, stop. I, no current players. Joe Thomas is the next jersey I would buy if I'm buying a jersey. Do I? I don't know, man. Because I got myself a Garrett jersey, um, and he thrived, and he's been thriving. So I may be jersey curse impervious. Granted. The Hitner jersey was the last one I bought before that, and I was just like, never again. Um, I got a good feeling about JOK, man. I think he's going to be dirty. Uh, Great transition. Okay, let me just chime in there on the Garrett thing. What ha- Here's what really happened with Garrett. He is just such a badass. He got COVID. Like, that would have ended it, a normal man, but he got COVID because you bought that jersey. That's, But it just didn't end his career. So that's the, he's just such a badass. He didn't get the full brunt of the jersey curse. God damn it. It's just something, something to consider. Yeah, I'm not superstitious. I just think there's things that we have to do as fans that alter the No, but, you know, hey, no, that's a great, that's a great point, Jay, because now I'm thinking, Raleigh, you are very superstitious yourself. You've admitted that many times this podcast. Do you think or have you ever thought that – the fact that the jersey and you gave your jersey away to a kid who needed a, which was an awesome gesture. I, I get you know I don't like praising you, but I'm going to. The kid had a that, slow jersey, dude. He was going yeah, to that, his first game. True, yeah. And no, no. I can't even. I'm not. I'm not legally allowed to say what I want to say about Kellen Winslow Jr. But do you think that was a sign that was just you know divine intervention that you passed off that jersey to someone else? And is that was that the another higher power saying? Let's give this jersey away and go elsewhere. Oh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll go Tim Couch, dude. Hey, that's still one of the most popular jerseys, and no one's going to give anyone shit for wearing a couch jersey. No. I'd wear that thing with pride. I think- now that people, after many, many years, of course, the first few years, the first few years after, again, like we talked about when we interviewed him on the podcast last year, uh, no big deal. People expected him to come in and be Bernie Kosar and take us right back to contention. And now, you know, many, many years after he left, people finally looked back and was like, oh, man, uh, he got screwed. It was not his fault. So I feel like there's a couple of years where people may have been afraid to wear a couch jersey, but now it's like he's still one of the most popular jerseys out there. He was a – I felt uh, – I feel so bad for the team he got drafted to. And that's the hard thing, too, because you see these guys, and they're people. You know, they're not just these uh, – they're not just athletes. They're people. So, you know, he had to listen to every bit of criticism like so many other guys on the team. So especially a guy like him where you know he had the talent and he is just in a bad situation. It's just heartbreaking. And a lot of the NFL, I think, is this way. It's the luck of the draw. It's time and place and all that. Oh, yeah. But there's a guy that, you know – Dude, he had, were super high, and it's like, hey, 
going the Indy 500. Here's here's my dad's Pinto. You know, take off, take off. Yeah, that's that's the Indy 500 Pinto. That's a sick. Uh, that might be analogy. one of the best analogies we've had on this podcast yeah. ever. Yeah, he, I, I have a lot of issues with uh, college football. One like when you see a player thrive, it's like, all right, did they thrive for Ohio State when they were better than? 9.5 out of teams that they were playing throughout the regular season. Um, he had every college record for so many years, and he did it at Kentucky. Yeah. And it's like, he was good. He, You could tell he has talent, but uh, like if the Bengals aren't careful, they're going to do to Joe Burrow exactly what the Browns did to Tim Couch. We said but, it all last year. We said we hope he doesn't get couched, and he did. Uh, that's, I do not wish that upon anyone that's, God, such a dumb organization in the past. We're in the future, but I still got to get my sister a jersey, and, like, that's a Christmas present that I'm delinquent on now, so. We, can, we, can, we need to go a little more thought into that one. I'm going to think about that, too, actually, because thinking about, wait, Zibo, talk about, you've been in the military. All you know, whenever there's big games on TV, they all you know Super Bowl. They always go over to a base in Afghanistan or Iraq, and there'll be you know twenty people with, and of course they're always in it, or they were the Patriots, or they never did that for the Browns. Do you, no, because we've never been in the Super Bowl. But <laughs> do you did you find? I mean, do talk about the NFL and the military? I mean, did you find the Browns people out there? Is it like gang wars? Is it still like just like a fun like everyone sticks to their teams? Like explain that side to us you know, unintentionally ignorant folks. Oh, you mean while you're serving in the military? Yeah. Like as far as fandom among the guys yes. you work with? Yes. Absolutely brutal. Absolutely <laughs> brutal. I remember uh, my, one of my staff sergeants, we, we were at night shift together and uh, the Indians were playing the Marlins and he's from Florida. And that was the game where we were up and then they came back. He made, he's like, Listen here, Devil Dog. You're not doing anything else. You're sitting right next to me. We're watching this game, and it was like the first half was awesome, and then when we started losing, it was like the worst berating I've ever had in my life. So it, it is totally awesome. It's a lot of fun. And, that is uh, awesome. That yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it personally, I wouldn't be there because I'm not. Uh, I'm not built for that stuff. But that's amazing. Uh, one more question. Speaking of Ohio State. Speaking of everything else we've been talking about. I, this could be a very dumb question. Some people will hear this and be like, are you an idiot? No way. But I'm going to ask you anyway. Do you use Manscaped? I haven't oh! yet. Oh! We got we, a Manscaped plug. That's where breaking news. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Listen to me, every single one of you. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawn Mower 4.0, that's trademarked, by the way, trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Listen, Raleigh and I both have this. Thank you, Manscaped, for sending it to us. This was released not that long ago, maybe a couple weeks. Here's what we're going to do for you. You're very welcome. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20, FANSIDED20, at manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. You're welcome. That's 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com and use fan code, code fanside, fanside at 20. 
That's the code fanside of 20 at manscaped.com. We almost got through it perfectly, but I messed up. It's okay. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Great segue by you, Raleigh. Great ad read by me. Now back to my question. Wait a minute. I wanted to add this. Go ahead. The ball's in your court. <laughs> oh, the, wow. The, the, shaved, the shaved balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Manscaped provides like a hundred examples of things you can say, and that's not on there. So that's pretty incredible. Good job. I went rogue. My question: Week four is it? Week four? Week three? Week five? The Bears come to Cleveland. You just got to assume Justin is starting by then. Does Fields get a warm reception slash applause by the fans in Cleveland? Justin Fields, Ohio State former quarterback. Ohio State's former quarterback. Uh. Yeah, I, I probably initially. I think there will be a little um, bit, but I don't know. It's uh, I, I saw the opposite with uh, Braylon Edwards. Um, we we had a field pass one game, and he was like, "I'm doing warmups," and there were some dudes in the fans that got there early, and they're just talking smack to Braylon Edwards because he had a Michigan shirt on. <laughs> so they felt that passage, and he was like, "Hey, you ain't got to worry about this. Just worry about what I do out here." Which worked out really well for him, but um, they get, like, was this his first, was this his first or second tour with the Browns? Uh, I think it was the second, second, maybe year two. I discovered five five hour energy because of him. He might have been the first ever uh, commercial. I, um, I, I think there's for me anyway. There's a separation because when we um, the San Francisco game, um, we watched it out in San Francisco. And Bosa, they they smoked us that game. Bosa, Ohio State, we're sitting there. We had pretty good seats. We were down low. They didn't show a lot of it on camera. He was running around imitating Baker and, you know, doing the flag plant and all this crap, you know, going back to the college thing, you know. And uh, I looked at him, and I'm like, you are dead to me, dude. You are right now. You're dead to me. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, Ohio State, that's great. But I, I don't know. There's a, there's a passion Browns fans have that I think transcends Ohio State in some ways, but then in other ways, they're, it goes the opposite direction, too. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll always root for Buckeyes in the league, but Browns fandom will trump all, in my yeah. opinion. I don't think I think I don't think he's going to play, Kevin, uh, against the Browns. I think the Bears are doing the right thing, and they're going to let him sit behind Dalton or whoever. I, I'd just, agree with you, but it's Dalton. Let's not forget that. Yeah, I mean, the Red Rocket's durable for the most part. He's pretty old now. Whatever. We'll see it. But, yeah, I, uh, they're not going to – they'll boom if he, like, kicks our asses or something. But I think if we, like, shell him, they'll, they'll give him the, the time of day. Well, yeah, I'm not, I feel like he'll get at least a couple snaps in Ohio, but I could be wrong. I usually am. I, I, Zabel, I you look like you want to say something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can see how this is going to play out. Uh, so we're smoking them. He's not the starter, like Wally said. Dalton's a starter. He comes in in the, in the fourth quarter doing cleanup duty, you know, and we're up by, I don't know, 40 or 50 points by yeah, at this time. So then he comes on. Gets a standing ovation. That, that's how I can see that happen. All right, all right. I like that. I like that. Um, I you thought said you were going to go with us blowing a twenty-eight point lead. Yeah, I was afraid. Yeah, yeah, I can see that yeah. happen. Yeah, but I like your the old Browns. The old Browns. So we did exactly what we said we wouldn't do, and we almost gone an hour. Any closing thoughts, comments, concerns from either of you gentlemen before we we bid our farewell for the week? 
Yeah, I guess I've decided. I'm not going to get my sister a current jersey. Excellent. Nice. Or if you do, just do it outside of the circle where they're protected by not playing currently. Yeah. You know. (sighs) That's a bummer. She really wanted that Chubb jersey. Uh, Mr. Zabel, where can we find you on Instagram now? Uh, Zabel Apparel Company on Instagram. Okay. I was still close enough to the last one. His original account. If you... I don't know how many times I've been telling you folks, it's no secret anymore. You got to check out Zabo Apparel, S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. Go to the Shopping Vermillion, check out the website. They have some of the best designs you'll see for all the Cleveland teams, for the military, for the cities, everything. Just check them out. Uh, Zabo is way too humble to be plugging it as hard as I am, but I'm plugging it as hard as I am because I thoroughly enjoy it, and I support it, and I wear it all the time. On that note, anything else, gents? The Browns are going to be I, sick this year. Yeah, I just want the season to start. On behalf <laughs> of... Be summer and, and no, I agree. We're like 120 or 20, 121 days out. We're almost there. On behalf of my co-host, equally, whatever the hell he says when he intros me, Raleigh, our other honorary co-host, esteemed guest, Brian Zabo, the Dogs Were Podcast will be back next week. Thank you, sir, Brian, for coming on again. And good night, Cleveland. Donovan, it seems the Browns are going